1: This is The Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. A man who's gone through hell but he's kept going and he's smart and he's strong and people love him. Not everybody, but people love him and respect him. Roger Stone. Now, here's Roger Stone. Welcome back. Special thanks to Javier Mengeris of the Floridian press for that last segment joining me now uh, is a woman who is a true force of nature Uh, one of the most persistent resilient hardest-working highly intelligent investigative journalists in America today Uh, she has been banned she has been vilified she has been smeared but there's never any instance in which she cannot both defend herself and everything she reports. Laura Loomer joins us now on the Roger Stone Show.
2: Thank you for having me, Roger.
1: Great. I'm delighted we were able to hook up. Uh, yeah. l- look, at, look. Uh, there's full disclosure here. You and I are very good friends. Uh, when I was going through two years of unmitigated hell, uh, being smeared as a Russian asset. uh, You were one of a handful of people who uh, stuck with me. And for that, uh, my wife, Nidhi, and I will always be grateful. Uh, And uh, you ran two valiant campaigns for Congress, the first one in which you received a higher percentage of the vote in an overwhelmingly Democratic district, district that Donald Trump happens to live in, uh, than anyone in history. And then a second race for Congress, in which I don't say this lightly, I'm absolutely persuaded by looking at the actual vote records uh, out of Lake County, I believe you were cheated out of a congressional seat. Uh, and I say that for the record. No, it's not just an excuse. Uh, I think it it is a truth. But today I have to question whether or not, even though you didn't get elected to Congress, you may be having a greater impact on what's happening in this country than you would even have had as a member of Congress. Because your your journalism has taken off... Uh, in a way that is really extraordinary, you have almost—last time I looked, three quarters of a million followers on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, your Rumble show, Loomer Unleashed, which runs twice a week, uh, has viewership uh, off the charts, and it's because you bring the receipts. There's nothing you re- nothing you report that you can't back up. So, uh, first of all, my congratulations. And, of course, the great affection uh, of both my wife and I.
2: Thank you. Well, obviously, I love you and your wife very much. Uh, you're both uh, dear friends. And not many people can say, I think I'm the only person, aside from your wife, who can say that they were at your house the day that you got raided by the FBI and at your house the day that President Trump called you to, c- to commute your sentence.
1: Absolutely true. So uh, what I really want to focus on today uh, is uh, the ongoing New York trials against uh, President Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, the, the current trial before uh, Judge Angoran seems to be one of the greatest travesties I've ever seen. First of all, he's being char- Trump has been charged under a law under which no other person has ever been charged in the history of the state. Uh, and it is a quote-unquote crime uh, or an offense in which there is no victim in other words Trump is accused of overvaluing assets in order to buy money uh, borrow money in loans uh, which were fully paid back with handsome interest uh, and the banks in question they don't take the borrower's word for it they use their own appraisers they use their own lawyers uh, and they made a lot of money this whole case reeks uh, of a political hit job.
2: Absolutely. And not only that, too, but there's, you know, numerous inconsistencies and ethical dilemmas that have arisen in this case due to the fact that Ngoron himself uh, has, as I've exposed through my investigative journalism that you highlighted, has had inappropriate ex parte communications with Michael Cohen, who is the star witness, of course, uh, brought forth by Letitia James. Uh, there's uh, video evidence of Arthur Goron's son attending anti-Trump rallies with Letitia James. Uh, You have the Twitter post that I've uncovered from the wife of Judge Ngoron, Don Marie Ngoron, who was making anti-Trump comments and talking about how the judge was going to rule on this matter while the trial was taking place, including the day that Trump himself testified in front of the court. And on top of that, too, you have Letitia James, who is guilty of which she uh, that of which she is accusing Trump of being guilty of. Uh, this is a woman who failed to uh, disclose a dark money loan from anti-Trump operatives uh, that I uncovered and reported on. And uh, as I'm going to be releasing in the next uh, few days as well, she has some issues of her own when it comes to, um, you know, uh, I guess like disproportionately valuing her assets as a way to... Uh, avoid taxes and so it's interesting right Roger because you saw this when you were targeted by the deep state and now we're seeing this in the case of Donald Trump as well everything that these people accuse whether it's you um Donald Trump General Flynn whoever their 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 next target is they themselves are guilty of the offense that they attack right-wingers for I mean it's It's like clockwork. It could be tomorrow. It could be next year. It could be two years from now. But there's always a story that ends up coming out that shows that, uh, in fact, the people doing the accusing are are guilty. We saw this with Russiagate, where one of the main investigators in the Russiagate uh, scandal was uh, arrested for having inappropriate and treasonous um, uh, business dealings. Do you remember the story, Roger? Yes. Uh, Charlie
1: McGonigal. Yep.
2: With Russian oligarchs. And so... It's, it's just really unbelievable. I've never seen so much emotional gaslighting in my life. And that's exactly what it is. It's not just an abuse of power. It's not just treason. It's not just weaponized government. It really is emotional abuse. The American people are are victims of emotional gaslighting.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that in the new charges against Hunter Biden, which I spoke about earlier in the show, because I reported every dime of income, uh, I owed the IRS taxes, Seventy-five percent of the two million I owe is interest in penalties, which they refuse to negotiate down, as they would with any other taxpayer in a settlement. But Hunter Biden is not charged with violating the the Foreign Agents Registration Act. It is absolutely clear from the laptop contents that were published by MarcoPoloUSA.org. If you, by the way, folks, if you want to get see uh, graphically directly all of Hunter Biden's laptop material and how damning it is, go to marcopolousa.org. You can either download it from their site. Uh, the The pornographic images have been blurred, so it's safe to have around the house if you have children. Uh, but it is also carefully annotated, but it is completely faithful to the original. Uh, and uh, anybody who's seen that can see it's quite obvious that Hunter Biden worked uh, as an agent for uh, Ukrainian interests, Chinese interests, Romanian interests, and Russian interests, yet he never filed a Foreign Agents Registration Act uh, filing. And the problem with that is Paul Manafort was charged and given solitary confinement for that crime. Uh, It is a a true uh, two-tiered system. Uh, And a double standard. If it weren't for double standards, the Democrats would have no standards at all.
2: Absolutely.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person.
1: Uh, Laura, uh, I, I know that uh, that uh, Governor Ron DeSantis uh, is one of your favorite topics. Uh, y- <laughs> y- y- you yeah, and he's
2: I. My, he's my best friend. I know that. I know that you're his best friend, uh, too. We're going to have to see who takes the title for for the bestest of best friends, Roger, when well, it comes to Ron DeSantis. <laughs> uh,
1: look, I think you, I think you and I not to blow our own horns, but I think we were among the first people in the state to see uh, that after his 2020 re-election, even before it, there were strong indications that he was going to challenge the man who made him, the man who lifted him out of political obscurity, catapulted him to the Republican gubernatorial nomination, and then dragged uh, his butt over the finish line because he was not a very good general election candidate uh, in the 2018 election. And We both took a huge amount of abuse of people saying, why are you dividing the movement? He's not running. He would never do that. Uh, These are unfair attacks on him. He has no intention of running. Uh, And we both we turned out to be right about that. Ron DeSantis wanted to run for president in the worst possible way. And I would submit to you that's exactly what he has done.
2: Yeah, look, uh, he's run one of the worst campaigns ever in United States history. And so, look, the other day, we're we're quickly approaching the Iowa caucus. And, of course, Ron DeSantis is going to learn the hard way yet again that he could spend hundreds of millions of dollars like he has, and he's not going to win. He's not going to win Iowa. And so just this last week, his wife, just a day ago, Was literally calling on people all across the country to flock and descend upon Iowa ahead of the caucus to commit voter fraud. And so you see that every single thing that they do, whether it's being disloyal to President Trump, calling for, calling for, um, for election fraud, uh, you know, trying to take credit for President Trump's accomplishments and pretend like, you know, you were elected as governor without the help of President Trump as he's, uh, frequently done, uh, on the campaign trail thus far. Ron DeSantis just cannot stop taking L's, right? And if you don't know what an L is, if you're listening to this radio show, it's, it's a loss, right? He, he just cannot stop losing. And everybody's able to see this except for him. He seems to be the only person that is incapable of reading the room. It's the first time in seven years in our country where the right and the left have actually been able to come together. I mean, you have the most right-wing factions of this country, Roger, coming together with the most left-wing factions of this country to agree on one thing, and that one thing is that we all hate Ron DeSantis. That one thing is that Ron DeSantis is the most sanctimonious politician to ever run for president in the history of this country, and yet he cannot take a hint.
1: Yeah, his debate performances uh, just confound me. He, He reminds me of the 1960 circuit... Uh, Richard Nixon, before uh, Roger Ailes, later founder of Fox News, uh, came and kind of reinvented Nixon, trained him on how to look and act on television. Great book on this called The Selling of the President, 1968. Uh, I saw Roger Ailes' uh, widow, Beth Ailes, recently, and we spent a few minutes talking about what a genius Roger Ailes was uh, and how he transformed Uh, and breathe life back into the political career of Richard Nixon. Uh, But DeSantis reminds me of the pre 1960 Nixon too hot, too nervous, too jumpy, uh, a completely inauthentic smile. The guy should not even try to smile. He doesn't have a natural smile. He doesn't good. Look, look good when he's trying to smile. Uh, (laughs) uh, And uh, that debate with, 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 Gavin Newsom, because I'm a junkie, so of course I watched it, Uh, but Newsom, I think, easily won on style. You could argue that Ron won on substance because his case was so much easier. uh, Florida versus California. California is a basket case. Taxes, crime, you name it. Uh, it, It's a dumpster fire, yet uh, at most, uh, based on everything I saw, The governor of Florida got nothing whatsoever out of that debate. Uh, What is your what's your impression, Laura, of the governor's debate style?
2: Well, I was at the debate uh, not to watch the debate because I had no interest in the debate. I was there uh, as an exclusive Rumble uh, creator during my live stream. And then, of course, I ended up watching the debate. And, uh, you know, during the commercial break, I actually filmed a video because I wanted to document Ron DeSantis's very uh, strange mannerisms, because everybody has realized, as you said, he has terrible uh, debate skills. President Trump um mentioned this last night when speaking at the New York Young Republican Gala. And, you know, he called him out for his high heels and his bobblehead BS. And you can see that clip. Uh, President Trump gave a really great speech last night in New York. And the reality is, is that uh, he just doesn't have the stage presence. And you, Roger, you're a seasoned political operative and strategist. And, you know, as much as I know, debates are popularity contests this is why President Trump did so well in 2015 and 2016 because he was able to bypass the scripted media lines bypass the um, the mainstream media and uh, really, just like the controlled talking points and flow of your typical GOP presidential debate. And he was able to speak directly to the American people. He has charisma. Ron DeSantis does not have charisma. And in the video that I actually filmed from my seat at the debate, it went viral because... All it was was Ron DeSantis acting weird on the debate stage during a commercial. And it was such a funny clip that even the Daily Show, this is what I'm talking about with the right and the left, the farthest most progressive left wing factions of our country coming together over the fact that Ron DeSantis is very politically awkward. And the, the, they narrated the clip, Roger. I'm sure you've seen this video. It's gone viral now. It has over 5 million views on Twitter. Um, and, and everybody's laughing about it because you can't actually look at Ron DeSantis and say he's likable. Even Megyn Kelly, as, as disingenuous as that woman is, right, pretending that Ron DeSantis won a debate. She was caught on a hot mic at the news station debate that she moderated the other night, Roger. I don't know if you saw this. And she, she was making fun of Ron DeSantis's inability to connect and his failure at retail politics. So even the debate moderators that are probably paid off to – You know, say that he won the debate when he didn't win the debate. The clear winner was the vague Ramaswamy. They don't even believe the bull crap that they're trying to force feed the American people. Roger?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. The, the, The DeSantis campaign made so much of the fact that he's visited 99 counties. Keep calling it the full Grassley after Senator Chuck Grassley, a great man whose tradition it is to visit every county in the year in which he's up for reelection. Uh, but they lose sight of that, that. Vivek Ramaswamy has visited all 99 counties, except for within a couple of days, he will have done so twice. Visited all of them two times. Uh, and uh, the extent to which the Florida, pardon me, the Iowa caucuses, even though they have a different structure that day, has become more like a primary in the sense that the voter participation will be much larger than it has been historically. So I think you had about 125,000 voters came out for the 2016 caucuses. Uh, We didn't have contested contests there in 2020. I think you could have 185,000 Republicans come out on a cold night for the Iowa caucuses. Uh, and this is not why well, you don't just walk in and vote and leave in a machine or by paper. That's a primary. Uh, this is where you have to go to a meeting and you have to sit through a meeting uh, and you have to stay a while uh, and you have to cast your vote during the meeting. That's why they call them caucuses. Uh, and uh, this idea that the support of Kim Reynolds, another backstabber, Uh, who begged Donald Trump for an endorsement when she was in a competitive race, but now has fully endorsed Ron DeSantis, Uh, or the endorsement of uh, Reverend Bob Vanderputz, uh, who's a big evangelical. Turns out that he may have gotten at least $50,000. I read elsewhere it was $500,000. Laura, maybe you can clarify that, but clearly sold his endorsement. Endorsements are not transferable. No one says, oh, I was going to vote for Trump, but now I'm going to vote for uh, Ron DeSantis uh, because, uh, you know, because uh, Bob Vanderputz is for him. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. Never has. The one exception to that in all the years I've been in American politics, 45 years, the only endorsement that actually packs a punch at the polls, ironically, Is the endorsement of Donald Trump, the endorsement of Donald Trump in a congressional or U.S. Senate primary can absolutely literally make or break a candidate. I I say this not only through observation, but by studying reams and reams and reams of polling. Uh, But the idea that Reynolds uh, and uh, and Vander putts are going to put DeSantis uh, over the top is uh, that's an absurdity.
2: Yeah, look. Vander Plaats ran for governor of Iowa three times. If his endorsement is so significant and so influential, why is he a three-time losing gubernatorial candidate for Iowa? Right. I mean, look, the guy seems to think that he's uh, worth more than he really is. And uh, let's not forget too that Kim Reynolds was uh, kissing President Trump's ass, begging for his endorsement when she ran governor as well, only to turn around and stab him in the back. And so uh, there was recent polling, Roger, I'm sure you saw this as well, that came out and shows that uh, Kim Reynolds and Rhonda Santos are currently listed as the two most unpopular governors in the entire country. I mean, that says a lot. That says a lot when you're dealing with people like Gavin Newsom, OK, and, and, and Kathy Hochul. So when you are more unpopular than people like Kathy Hochul and Governor, uh, Governor Newsom, that says a lot. The Trump factor is a major factor here when it comes to favorability for governors because loyalty matters. And the only people who really haven't gotten the memo about how important loyalty is to the American people are these, these, these can, candidates themselves. I mean, even Gavin Newsom was smart enough to pick up on this when he debated Ron DeSantis at Sean Hannity's uh, little you know debate that he had last week. And he said, in a couple weeks, you're going to be groveling coming back endorsing Donald Trump, right? And, and, and he called him out for being disloyal to President Trump. Loyalty matters. If you're not going to be loyal to the people who brought you to the dance, how can you be expected to be loyal to your country and the American people? And that is something that I hope, people study for generations to come in this country if we continue to even have a country. (laughs) That time will tell if we do, right? It's going to be largely dependent on whether President Trump is elected in 2024 or else this country is over. The average empire only lasts about 250 years, and we're currently at 247 years. And I think we're going to have an early death if uh, Donald Trump doesn't get reelected, Roger. Uh, But uh, if we are able to get Donald Trump back into the White House, Trust me when I say history books and and political science books are going to be written, and you can comment on whether you agree on this or not, about the impact of loyalty when it comes to presidential politics and presidential elections in our country.
1: Uh, I agree with your analysis. Look, I I know the history. Uh, I remember when Trump endorsed DeSantis, lifting him out of obscurity. Uh, I did not think early on that anyone other than politicians would care about that. The fact that Ron DeSantis uh, engaged in a treacherous act of backstabbing and ingratitude, I really did not think it would register with the voters, but, in fact, it has done so. Laura, tell people where they can go to see your great work.
2: Well, thank you, Roger, and uh, people can go to my website, Loomerd.com. I also have a show on Rumble twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, so Rumble.com slash Laura Loomer, it's called Loomer Unleashed, and I'm also on local. So uh, people can uh, go to my local channel as well, and uh, that's where people can sign up to uh, view all of my, uh, my information and uh, get all of my exclusive investigative reports. I'm on X and Truth Social at Laura Loomer as well.
1: All right, folks. So please uh, go to those sites and also financially support the investigative journalism Uh, of the great Laura Loomer. I'm afraid we're out of time here. Laura Loomer, thank you for joining us on the Roger Stone show. And folks, you want to stay tuned because Joe Pisco is next with Sundays with Sinatra. This has been the Roger Stone show. God bless you and Godspeed.
0: AuthorityGoldGuide.com.